We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Julius, that was one of the wildest finishes down the stretch. On that final play, Jimmy Butler was draped all over you. How did you get the shot off? Uh, just good to my spot and rise. Uh, he actually got a clean deflection. Uh, but just wanted to stay with it, keep playing. And, uh, you know, I trust and believe in myself. So it's all mental from there. But on the play prior to that, when you turn the ball over, how do you regain your composure in that situation and come up with the big shot? Game's not over. Um, you know, just got to keep playing. Uh, you know, mistakes are going to happen. And uh, for me, it was just about next play, next possession. And, um, you know, I wanted to come through for my teammates. There's something special going on right now, Julius, with the way this team's winning different games and different heroes on certain nights. What, from, from your perspective, in the locker room, at practice, on the planes, what's made this team so special right now? Uh, we really love each other, man. Uh, you know, we really spend real time, quality time with each other, getting to know each other, uh, just caring about each other. And I think um, it just translates on, onto the court. So, What can you say about Hart and IQ and Hart and Stein, man, the way these guys come in off the bench? Uh, they play so tough. Um, you know, particularly, you know, you know Hart, uh, Hart and Stein, <laughs> Uh, the two hearts, you know, you they may not necessarily get heart. You gotta have heart. Gotta have heart. They might not necessarily get all the shot attempts, uh, all the opportunities to score, but um, you know, they do so many little things that help us win games. So uh, we need everybody. Spectacular performance, Julius. Thanks for joining us. All right, let's do this. I can't wait for this. It's gonna be fun. Robert Cross, of course. Who else? It's your boy John. It is time to admit the Knicks are one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. Hashtag 53 wins. Hashtag Eastern Conference Finals. Um, they could beat anyone, Robert. They could beat anyone in the East. They could beat anyone in the East in any given game. And uh, Andrew's telling me this was sent at halftime, by the way. Uh, good thing you didn't. Good thing you didn't jinx us, as you are wont to do, Robert. Uh, they could beat anyone in a game, and I'll just say it, they could beat anyone in a series. You know, um, they're a game back at Cleveland right now. They are uh, <laughs> three and a half back of Philly. I'm not. I don't, I don't think we'll catch a Philly, but uh, the game game back at Cleveland that's a real thing. And two games up on Brooklyn, who will maybe save their season tonight, and perhaps most importantly, four and a half games up now. Four and a half, yeah, four and a half games up on on Miami. 
who I still view as the real threat. They're going to have a chance. They're going to have a chance to do damage. And something tells me when they get there, they're not going to, they're not going to act like a team playing with, uh, playing with house money. They're going to, but I mean that in a good way. Like they're, they're going to be in it to win it. Thanks, Robert. Sergio Acosta shouts to Doris Burke with the vibes are immaculate on the low post. I loved it. Um, hope GMAC's boy for Miami eats his words. Knicks are rolling first half. Oh, this is also sent at halftime. I got a red breast on the rocks ready, J Mac. I'm I'm doing just a Guinness right now. Uh, that's my drink of choice tonight. But red breast on the rocks, I love it. Um, and yeah, uh, love the love the interview for any Nick fan who did not catch the low post interview with Doris Burke. Um, go check that out. Uh, Zach Lowe, obviously friend of the pod. And uh, it was a really great spot. It was just two really, really smart basketball people waxing poetic about the Knicks in a way that is reflective of why this team is good. Uh, it's great. Listen, so go check that out. Thanks, Sergio. Robert Cross, another one. First time, long time, John. Julius Randle is a superstar. Full stop. Hashtag 53 wins. Hashtag Eastern Conference Finals. Dark Horse. What's what's tough when you and again, everybody has different definitions of superstar, right? Like I went on a podcast over the previous uh, year and a half ago, I guess now, or maybe it was last summer. I don't know. Whatever I did with, with Jeremy and and uh, and Andrew. And I was like. Superstars guy who could be the best player in a championship team. And I that's a limited definition. Some people have a more expansive definition. I don't. I don't know what Julius Randle is. I don't know what Jalen Brunson is in terms of like definition, but I know that either of those guys could be the best player on the court on any given night. And when you have two, like really like, let's like, like let's talk this out. There aren't many, like the other teams in the league that have two guys that can be the best player on the court. On any given night, here are the teams that 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 qualify for, or qualify for that: Milwaukee, Boston, Philly. I don't I, in like a playoff series, right? Cleveland, I'll, I'll give I'll give Cleveland this. I'll give Cleveland that. Miami. I guess you could argue Denver. Jamal Murray's he's proven it in the in some playoffs. Um, Sacramento. I will. I have to say Sacramento because Fox and Sabonis. We're gonna if we're gonna blow smoke for for Brunson and Randall, we have to do the same for Fox and and Sabonis. Those guys have had outstanding years. They're kicking. They're beating uh, the Clippers at at halftime here. Phoenix certainly. Golden State certainly. Uh, Dallas certainly, uh, and the Clippers. And I think that's about and and the Lakers. So all of those teams, with the exception of the Lakers. Are teams that like, and maybe the the Mavs because they don't defend and they're kind of just thrown together. Like those are all teams who like if you were like, oh yeah, um, ask an NBA you know media person like, would you be shocked if this team like made the the Eastern or their conference finals? They'd be like, no, I wouldn't be shocked. And even the Lakers, right? LeBron went down, but before LeBron went down, they there was an ESPN segment the other morning in which everybody was asked who would you pick Lakers or Nuggets who would you pick Lakers or Grizzlies and everybody picked the Lakers for both of those series so the Lakers qualify for that too the Knicks have that 
They have two of those guys capable of being the best player on the floor on any given night. So if every other team who meets that qualification is a team that you, you know, you could talk yourself into, yeah, maybe they can make a conference finals run again. I just, it's gotten to that point. It has gotten to that point. Thanks, Robert. Animal Miles. Randall said, don't forget about me. <laughs> he said it loud and clear, man. <laughs> Thank you, Animal. What a freaking shot. Oh, my God. I can't believe he hit that shot. The pit in my stomach. Sam Garcia's dad. What's going on, Sam Garcia's dad? The vibes are immaculate. When Randall hit that, sh- right before Randall hit that, the 10 seconds, maybe eight seconds, maybe five seconds, five to eight, five to eight seconds before Randall hit that shot. I it was the pit in my stomach. I was like, "Oh no, we're gonna lose this game. We're gonna lose this game. Oh my god, I see it's coming. We're gonna lose this game after everything we played so well. And we're gonna lose this game because of the freaking turnover. And I'm gonna have to get on there after the all of this went through my mind in those five five to eight seconds. I have to get on the, on the post game, and I'm gonna have to be like positive while also acknowledging like it's not an ideal way to lose. And then he had the shot. Thank you." They, and you know, sorry, before I read, uh, let me read Jesse's comment. I have the urge to rip off my shirt and do a full sprint outside, win of the century. That's my, my feeling, too. My feeling, too. Um, oh, my God. Oh, you know, here's what I was going to say. After that freaking Dallas game, not the first Dallas game, the second Dallas game. After that freaking Dallas game, the NBA gods owed us one. Again, what was it? Thirteen thousand eight hundred and or four hundred and eighty something or eight hundred and forty something. It was three. Thank you, Andrew. Thirteen thousand eight hundred and eighty-four times a team has been in that situation at the end of a game, up that many points with that much time to go, and they had won every one of them until that game. The freaking NBA gods owed us one, and tonight they paid it back. Thank you, Jesse. Robert Cross with another one. First time, long time, John. Are we a dark horse for the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah, you just asked this question, Robert. Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. Hashtag 53 wins. Hashtag Eastern Conference Finals dark horse. You know what you should be asking, Robert? You know what you should be asking? And maybe you're implying this question with your hashtag. Um, are the Knicks a dark horse to make your hashtag come true? They'd have to go 15 and 2. <laughs> Which, which, like, it still sounds ridiculous, right? It's still ridiculous. It gets like two percent less ridiculous with each additional win, to the point where it was like the most ridiculous, and now it's like seventy-eight percent or eighty percent or eighty-two percent, whatever, as ridiculous as it it was. You know, like when the streak started, um, it's still ridiculous, but. They're just playing great ball right now. They're just playing great ball. Ham DM, I need therapy after that game. Oh, wait, I think we just fouled Butler again. Um, again, I I'll like I I I may be more inclined to give praise to the opponent than a lot of people who who come on here and talk about the Knicks after games. I just Guys, if you're watching this, you probably know what I value in a basketball team. You probably know what I value in a basketball player. And Jimmy Butler to me is just like, I get it. We fouled him a lot, but like that's what Jimmy Butler does. He baits you. 
He, and he figured he, he, that is his, uh, I mean, he has a lot of skills. You could argue that's his best skill. Like the Knicks didn't forget how to play defense tonight. That's Jimmy Butler. That's Jimmy Butler turning into playoff Jimmy Butler and forcing the issue. And he is, I've said it a few times and I'll say it again. If that NBA 75 list, if Jimmy Butler had maybe started his career a few years earlier, if that list came out a few years later, as far as I'm concerned, Jimmy Butler is one of the 75 greatest players of all time. Um, he's that good. And as XJ said, statistically, there are arguments that he is having his best season, which is freaking wild. Um, yeah, he's really good. Thanks, Andy. Barry Craver, symbolic of this winning streak. Mitch's defensive play when the Heat are trying to win the game. Hail Julius. Um, I thought Mitch played an outstanding game. I thought Mitch played an outstanding game. His consistency. Um, and that's the thing, right? That I said it after the last game with the four straight double doubles. He didn't get a double double tonight because he only scored two points. He only shot one field goal. Um, but again, credit to the Heat. They weren't like they took like really credit to the Heat. They took away all the things that the Knicks want to do. The Knicks rely on Mitchell Robinson offensive rebounds. Well, guess what? You're not getting those against this team. You got to figure out something else. The Knicks rely on getting to the free throw line. Well, guess what? The Heat aren't going to foul you. You got to figure out something else. So, but at the same time, defensively, um, defensively, Mitchell Robinson made his presence felt in a significant way. Um, he is playing. It's tough because he's playing at an old defense level right now. And yet, because of the way the voting still works for all defense, a voter is going to have to look at this and they're going to have to, well, first of all, he's missed a lot of games, which is a problem. So that's, he's not getting all defense probably just because of that alone. Um, but like, I don't know how many, def- how many centers have been better defensively than him? Like if we, if we count Jaron Jackson jr. As a forward and not a center, um, how many centers have been better than Mitchell Robinson in the NBA this year, defensively specifically, I think he's been better than Gobert. Um, you know, bam, Okay, we Bam's at the heart of everything they do defensively. So you say Bam, but again, you know Bam. There's there's maybe some voting chicanery there. Can you stick him at a forward? But let's if you count Bam as a center, he's been better. Um, and then Embiid is the other guy, right? I mean, it's Joel freaking Embiid. Uh, but he's you want to tell me Mitch Mitchell Robinson is one of the ten most impactful defensive players in the league? I think that's an argument. That's an argument I'm here for. And he showed it tonight. Thanks, Barry. Anthony Six, though, I would like to thank the Miami Heat and the officials for all of their participation in getting randled tonight. Beat it, you bums. Hashtag Knicks culture. Hashtag Knicks culture. I like that. Yeah, again, I'm not. I, I didn't love the whistle tonight, but. That's Jimmy, man. Um, that's Jimmy. John Baptiste Pidon, we're winning tonight. We're winning tight games now. To quote Gatorade Gilbert Arenas, we good in the East. Look, they are. See, now I'm at the point where I want either the four or the five. I don't like uh Chris Percy Einan had a, I think he maybe tweeted something about this, uh, pointing out how Cleveland has like by far the best, the easiest uh schedule remaining in the league. So, like, I'm not counting on the four seed. Quite frankly, I don't even need the four seed. I mean, it'd be great if we got the four seed. But, like, the the imperative to stay in that 4-5 matchup, I do think is important. I do think that that's important. And that's not to say that the Knicks can't beat the Sixers. 
again, I said it before, they, this team could beat anybody if they play their game right now. But I'd lo- I'd like, I want that 4-5 with Cleveland. Maybe famous last words, because Donovan Mitchell's really freaking good, and that Cleveland team is really freaking good. But uh, the Knicks are good, too. So two up on, on Brooklyn, uh, four and a half up on Miami. Important. Big win. Robert Cross with another one. It's your boy, John. When the Knicks beat the Celtics on Sunday, and they will, we are elevating to finals talk. My God. Hashtag uh, 53 wins. Hashtag Eastern Conference final, Dark Horse. I, If you're asking me right now, like, how I feel about Sunday? Again, the Celtics went up by 27 points on the Nets tonight and lost. Or was it 28? 28 or 27, whatever it is. And they lost. And it wasn't really close. Because the... Uh, and I, man, I, oh, you know what I'm going to do? XJ said he's going to go to bed listening to me, uh, whisper sweet nothings into his ear. You know what I think I might do? Go before I go to bed, although maybe this is bad karma. Um, I, I might scroll some Celtics Twitter tonight just for my own personal enjoyment, but I think, I think the Celtics are going to come out in a big way on Sunday. Um, Celtics are a very good team. I'm not counting on that win until. I, I'm not counting on any on that win. I don't count on any wins until they happen. You got to go out and win. Oh, GMAC just just put it in the in the text box here. I'm currently scrolling Heat Twitter. I <laughs> must be fun. Janky AF, not just diapers. Big sweaty Florida diapers. Well, the the thing about Florida is they they really do. They have a lot of those adult diapers in the stores because there are so many old people there. So if you're a Heat fan, the really nice thing about it might actually be the best part about Heat culture is if you go to your local CVS or your Walgreens or or your Walmart or wherever, you're going to be able to find uh, an appropriate pair of diapers that fit you for when you soil yourself after a game like this. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals, and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 50 15 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, or southwest pork and bean burritos. If you know anything about me, you know that I'm not the greatest when it comes to cooking. Thankfully, I found a life partner that loves her time in the kitchen and loves putting together these elaborate meals. Unfortunately, with her schedule working at a school all day and my schedule covering sports all night, we rarely have time to go to the grocery store together. Well, HelloFresh has made it possible for us to do all all the grocery shopping for the week right from the comfort of our living room. In fact, just last night when I was editing the latest KFS pod, she was putting together two plates of Presto Pesto Panko Chicken with roasted potatoes and green beans. We were able to do dinner and a movie without even leaving the comfort of our own home. And this is just one of several delicious HelloFresh meal options with cook and prep time taking less than an hour. When you've got busy, conflicting schedules like ours, you don't have to go out for dinner and a movie. Instead, it comes right to you. Don't hesitate. Head to HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool65 and use code FilmSchool65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool65 and code FilmSchool65 for 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Sam Garcia, what's going on, Sam? Hi, John. Hypothetically speaking, if you could replace... Why are we going this route, Sam? Come on. If you could replace R.J. Barrett this summer with one of these three players, who would you choose? Uh, it's actually a great question. It's a great question. And the, the three choices are, are Jimmy Butler, uh, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard. Whew. 
My Lord, is that a great question? I, I might ask Andrew to get up here for this one because I'm I'm shook with that question. Um, it used to be Kawhi. Well, Kawhi, could we just say Kawhi this year when he has played has played like an MVP or yeah, MVP, uh, he's he's played as as good as any player in basketball when he has played. The weight that the when he has played is now doing when you talk about Kawhi Leonard, that's heavier lifting than like I, I, I any player in the league. So to answer Sam's question honestly, as far as like you you you're just saying RJ Barrett, like all we're doing is replacing him with RJ Barrett. That's it. Then probably Jimmy, because I can't trust Kawhi to stay on the floor. While I do admit that I, I don't even know if the ceiling's higher. With Kawhi, um, this is one of those hypotheticals where there are two very correct answers. I think Paul George, no matter what, falls to third on this list. There is a level to which Jimmy Butler goes to when he goes full Jimmy. Like, like it was exactly what we saw tonight, and the Heat defended at a level because of him. He got to the line whenever he wants. I believe he shot more free throws than the Knicks tonight. Uh, he did because he, he did. got to. I almost certainly did because he got to Knicks the line. Got to times, line didn't he? Yeah, Knicks got to the line seventeen times. Um, so I, I listen, the defensive intensity he brings as well as with the offensive <laughs> ability to create points is especially valuable in the playoffs. I would take Jimmy Butler while acknowledging if you were to tell me like it's actually Kawhi. It's like, yeah, it might be like there's there's championship pedigree there, too. You know, the reason why I think it's a great question and I'm going to push back a little bit. I get why you said there's two correct answers here. If this knee thing with Jimmy because we just talked about Kawhi's injury situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we, no, no, none of us know the future. None of us are, are doctors. None of us have access to uh, Jimmy Butler's medical reports. Not that I'd know what the hell I was looking at if I did. But like Jimmy's 33 years old. The knee has the knee has been a thing this year. It is a thing. Mm-hmm. Not saying Paul George is a picture of health because he isn't. But like, I how how does Jimmy age? And then there's the one other part of it, which is like, and this is a difference. Paul George could shoot. And with the Knicks, if you're going to continue to build with, and they should, Brunson and Randall, having that third piece be a guy who at times is kind of going to fade and not fade into it's the wrong word, but like just be able to embrace the role of like, yeah, I'm putting up nine threes tonight. I'm putting up 10 threes tonight. Paul George could do that. Paul George is a 38% three point shooter. Paul George, like, so like, there was a part of me that looked at this and like, man, am I, would I actually think about saying Paul George? It's a great question. I, I probably go Jimmy, but I, hmm. I, I, don't, I honestly, here's my my answer. I don't think there's a wrong answer. I think there's, the, I think all three are defensive. You make defensive. the case for Paul George as far as the the ability to play off ball. Fine, I still think he's third for me no matter and what. It, and and so I one more thing. Like we see the value of Jimmy. It's but Jimmy has the ball in his hands. Not to say that. Julius Randle can't be effective off ball. Not to say that Jalen Brunson can't be effective off ball. They both can be effective off ball, but it's I, but I, for, I always forget who said this phrase first. But like somebody's got to be Chris Bosh, right? Somebody's got to mm-hmm. be Kevin Love. Somebody's got to be and Paul George. I think would honestly kind of slide into that role the best of the three. I don't know. It's a great. It, it's a great question. It's a great question. I, 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 I listen. It's a great question. You're right. I yeah. think the order. Listen, if that. Opportunity presents itself. We'll react to it in the moment. How's that? We'll react to it in the moment. There you go. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. That's my answer. Thanks, Sam. Uh, Ham DM. Randall is a stud, and Brunson had a cute game. So cute. He's a cute little player. Isn't he? He's a cute little basketball player. 
<laughs> Hashtag best pregame show. I Andrew was. I, I hope Andrew doesn't mind me going behind the scenes a little bit because Andrew, you know, uh, our guest today was getting some pushback. So Andrew texted me. He's like, "What do you think of the pregame pod?" And I didn't listen to the ad. I'm like, "Let me listen." So I got through like the first half hour or so. I'm like, "I think he's, it's fine." You know, he's 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 a stand, but he, it's fine. It's all defensible stuff. And then it got to the Brunson stuff, and I texted Andrew. I'm like, "This is not okay. <laughs> this is not okay." Thanks, Andy. Sam, I'm going to see his dad with another one. Somewhere in the first half, I texted Sam that I was falling in love with Julius all over again. And after the game, there is no doubt. Um, here's the best compliment I can give him. And again, XJ got honest. I'll get honest. Not that I should need to say this because I'm not good at hiding my, my emotions. It got personal for me last year with Julius. I was I was bothered. I was bothered by the fact that I felt like he had been given this this he had earned this gift. He had not been given a blessed thing. He had earned this gift of our trust and our hearts as fans. And he was throwing it back at us. And again, he had earned it, so it, it was his right and I got to the point where I stopped allowing myself to care about the possible rationale for what was going on and I allowed myself to stop caring about the human element of like well, why is this happening why is why is he struggling so much why is why has he ch- changed into a pumpkin and that's a bad job by me. Um, you know, I'm sorry for it to him and you know anybody else. Uh, but I, I am here's the, and, and I'll spin it now to a positive. That was me last year. Sitting here tonight after that game, I am so 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 happy for him that he came out of whatever he came out of and he is getting to experience this right now. Um, that is a human being who went through some human being shit. <laughs> you know, not everybody's almost no athletes are actually every, every athlete at some point goes through something, right? It's just that they, they react differently. And um, I'm just really happy for the guy. I'm really happy for him. Thanks, Sam Garcia's dad. Kevin Danishevsky, speechless. We're going to get two All-NBA players. Uh, eight. Every night there is something new that happens. This is the most special next year of my life. Yeah, it's it's turning into this most special year of my next life, too. It's it's now it's now basically down to 93-94, which is the year I became a fan. 99, which was, again, a very strange thing because that team wasn't good. <laughs> they were very frustrating and not pleasant to watch at all. And then it was two months of magic. And this, and this, with 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 the tip of the cap to 2012, 13, because uh, that was the year I met my wife and or started dating my wife, and and we watched a lot of those games together, and it'll always be special for that reason. But, um, are we getting two All NBA players? It, I think Randall is going to have the better case because of the positional breakdowns, and I I started working on. A newsletter already for uh, it's going to drop on uh, next week. Uh, 
I would I would probably put him in the pole position right now for an All NBA spot. Uh, after I, f- I forget the I I sh- well, I could pull it up in real time. It won't take me that long. Um, I would put him in pole position right now to get one of the spots. Um, I I can't sit here and be like he's gonna get you know third team definitely, but like so let's go through it real quick, very very briefly. Um, and I and not to dismiss the Brunson chance. I, I do think Brunson has a chance. I just think that it's going to be harder with with guards. And Fred Katz went through that today uh, in a good article. But Jason Tatum and Giannis Antetokounmpo are locks. Um, there's a part of me that wonders if Demonis Sabonis is a lock, just because of what the Kings continue to do and what the advanced stats say about him. He's playing through injury. I know the counting stats aren't there. I know. Um, it's a unique situation because they're terrible at defense and he's their center. And, but like Demonis Sabonis, if, if, if he's eligible at center or at forward and the voters want to reward him um, and they don't have another center spot because whether they want to give a center spot to Bam or whether they want to give a center spot, I, I guess possibly to Anthony Davis, but like Demonis Sabonis, He's gonna. I have a feeling he's gonna be eligible at forward, even though he hasn't played. I don't think a minute of forward all year. So like that's the asterisk there. And then you just got these interesting injury situations, right? With Kevin Durant and LeBron James. So Kevin Durant and LeBron James, when they've played, they've been top, whatever, six, seven, eight players. But they're gonna finish like LeBron James is gonna finish the year playing fifty some games. Kevin Durant is probably gonna finish the year playing fifty some games. Julius Randle is on pace to finish the year playing eighty two freaking games. I hope he gets in over both of them because he deserves it because that's a big deal. Um, you know what? Yeah, he's gonna. I th- he's gonna get in. Voters aren't gonna leave him off. Not with the year he's having. Brunson, I think it's gonna be tough. Frank Miranda, what's going on, Frank? It's your boy Frank from Patreon. Let's fucking go. Great coaching by Tibbs, putting quick back that da- back in down the stretch. I was watching very carefully about who was closing the game because I was like, man. And I, te- I texted someone about this uh, on our text chain. I was like, he must be a little worried about Miami size or whatever it is because RJ was in there and I I just, you know, RJ had some nice moments, but I didn't I didn't feel great about that. So yeah, good job by, by Tibbs. <clears throat> uh, Julius Randle's ready for the playoffs. Blitzing Brunson will be the death of teams in the playoffs. I, you know, I hope so. I still, if I was a team and I was guarding, not that I know my ass or my elbow when it comes to this stuff, but if I was a team and I was guarding the Knicks, um, I would, that would be my approach. I would put my best defender on Jalen Brunson and I would be smart and selective about when I brought the help. I would try to buy a couple seconds, not do an automatic quick double like the uh, Nets did the other night. Me, you know, and and that's this is where again credit to whether it's Brunson or whether it's Tibbs or whoever, the Knicks saw how the Heat were playing them, and so what did the Knicks start to do more and more of? Make sure they sped the ball up the floor as quick as possible in this game. Get the ball up the floor, get get it so that the Nick the Heat maybe you either catch them where they can't get the matchup they want in terms of Butler on um on Brunson or you force them like, all right, you're going to have to bring the double right now. So we're going to, we're going to get into our next action immediately. And uh, I thought that was important. I thought that was a big reason why they, they scored as many points as they did in the the first half and and the game really. Thanks Frank. 
uh, Ahmad, uh, Ahmad, Abukder. I hope I got that okay. Do you think Julius has room for another son? <laughs> All the credit, man. All the credit in the world to him. All the credit in the world to him. So I'm just so happy for him, and I'm so happy he's on our basketball team. Sorry, I ever talked about trading him. Ryan Menzies have some kind some kind of emoji here. I can't see it, but thank you for the contribution, and I endorse whatever emoji you put in, uh, even though it's not showing up on my super chat. Kevin McEwen, what's going on, Kev? Let's go. That's it. That's the message. Wow. Let's. We're gonna go. Um, Banshees of Inishirin. Uh, let's fucking go. Giddy up. Thanks, Cav. Great to hear from you as always. I hope you're well, my man. DJ MKC. Eight in a row since our heart transplant. <clears throat> F Miami. F Heat Culture. F Pat Riley. Wonderful interview by GMAC, but F that Heat guy. All NBA Randall back, and I'm building a statue of Mark Cuban outside of MSG. This team has now had um, two separate eight-game winning streaks this season. Uh, I'm oh here we go, Andrew. It was a thank you, Andrew. It was a mind blown emoji. Yeah, our mind is blown. Um, two separate eight-game winning streaks. I am sure we have the ability to look up somehow uh, if the Knicks have ever had two. Yeah, this shouldn't be too hard, Andrew. I, I think it's a land of basketball. One of those sites. If you just Put a put, uh, Google up uh, Knicks longest winning streaks. We could see if the Knicks have ever had two eight game winning streaks in the same season. Um, I actually said this at the beginning of Casual Friday. So the last time the Knicks had two seven game winning streaks in the same season was 1997, in okay. which they had three. The last time they had two eight game winning streaks in the same season was the 1969 season, in which they had two. And we all know the, how that season ended. The 69 70 season, right? Yes, we all know so how that season ended. That was when they had the long winning streak at the beginning of the year. I think so. And check. then there was, and then you're saying there was one more. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because I wanted to have that ready. Like, oh, we're about to play the Heat for a chance to have another eight game winning streak. And <clears throat> that has come true. Uh, this is courtesy of New York Basketball. Does a great job with his Twitter account. Uh, I'm going to get back to the Cuban thing, by the way. You've got to tip your hat. This is from Jimmy Butler. You've got to tip your hat to what they did to us on our home floor. Ah, uh, that's tough. But we didn't deserve to win. We did not. They got one. Like, I love me some Jimmy Butler. I really do. That freaking guy's so good. Um, Cuban. You... And again, I don't know... Was it... I, I mean, Cuban gets the blame. He's involved in basketball decisions. He's the owner. Like I, I don't want I don't want to get too crazy here, but and hat tip to Bill Simmons. He brought it up a month ago when he compared letting Brunson go to letting Steve Nash go, which again sounded a little ridiculous when it came out of his mouth, and he acknowledged as much. But here's the reason it's not ridiculous: Steve Nash is a two-time MVP, and obviously by letting him go, I, mean, I don't know. Could you argue the Mavs maybe left the championship on the table? Possibly. But Dirk was never going anywhere because that was a different era in the NBA. Superstars didn't quite yet. And Dirk wasn't this sort of guy any either. But like superstars didn't like 
get to put franchises on the clock where like everybody in the league kind of acknowledges and knows like, okay, the Mavs are on the clock. They have a year and a half to figure this out. And if they don't, then Luca's going to be like, all right, I'm ready to go. Um, oh, uh, GMAC is letting me know that was in 1973, 19, not 1969. That was when the two, two eight game winning streak. So uh, it's been 50 years. <laughs> not bad. Anyway, back to, back to the Mavs. Like, yeah, everybody, everybody knows, like, you, you know, Luca has them on the clock. So the impact of letting Brunson go, and now they're going to rest their hopes on Kyrie. And then if Kyrie decides to go to LA, they're going to, I guess, hope to facilitate some kind of sign and trade, which like, good luck with that. I guess, what do you, what are we doing? A double sign and trade getting D'Angelo Russell back. Is that the plan? Um, but you have jeopardized in letting Jalen Brunson go, you have jeopardized your ability to secure. I mean, I, I think very highly of Luka Doncic, whatever. I'm not going to put a number on it, but like one of the X number, like best talents to come into this league in a very long time, a generational talent, a guy who has the ability to, when he's retired to become a, you know, to be a top 10 player ever, like that sort of ability. You have jeopardized your ability or your or 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 your your best chance to ensure that that player never goes to you and be like, okay, I'm ready to I'm ready to leave now. Um, you screwed up. And if that wasn't enough, it's not you didn't screw up because you like couldn't extend him. You didn't screw up because like you you know you you um. You made a really huge offer, like when when the time was that you could have made the the, the, the huge offer, and he just turned it down, and nobody and nobody else could offer him that. You screwed up because in the last year of his that he was there, four months before the end of your season, three months before he was the best player for half a series against the Jazz, you could argue he was the best player in that series. Like, you didn't want to give him mid-level exception money? If I was a Mavs fan, I... Man, I know... I Look, James Dolan's no picnic. I'm not going to ever say that he is. But I don't even know if Dolan's ever done anything like that. That's, you know, that's that's franchise. That's, that's, you, don't, you don't get another chance with Luka Doncic. That's your chance. That's your guy. And you might have fucked it up. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, a company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. 